matter what, for desire backed by faith knows no such thing as impossible. Hi, this is your host Arjun. I'm a functional medicine health professional and personal trainer, and I'm here to motivate and empower you with knowledge that will help you to regenerate your health and align with your higher vision. yesterday preparing for this episode took me exceptionally long keeping it short simple and understandable as possible while keeping it under 20 minutes was a bit of a challenge plus pulling out and looking at studies since this again is a very highly controversial topic so in today's episode we'll be busting the ldl myth once and for all the misinformation out there has been causing tremendous harm we'll start with understanding ldl which has been demonized for being the bad cholesterol then we'll be looking at the role of ldl in our biological functioning and towards the end we'll be uncovering the true culprit behind cardiovascular disease so let's jump right in what we have been told eating fats especially saturated results in them clogging our arteries it's a gross oversimplification saying this is like shaming science an article published in 2011 in the british journal of nutrition states that epidemiological data does not support a link between dietary cholesterol and cardiovascular disease just a reminder all the studies and articles that i'll be mentioning in this episode their links can be found in the show notes and i'll be referencing each article with a number so it's easier for you to look it up so this one that i just mentioned is number 1 or the first so what i was trying to say is our ancestors have survived deep winters with nothing but fats and meats no vegetation being around and here we are in fact There was a spike in cases of heart disease after the introduction of vegetable oils and high fructose corn syrup and despite a major chunk of people following the mainstream guidelines of high carb low fat there has been an epidemic of heart disease like never before first let's clear a small confusion ldl and hdl are not cholesterol they are lipoproteins basically proteins that help in the transformation I'm sorry, transportation of fat because fat does not mix well with liquids like water and blood. Cholesterol on the other hand is a very important molecule made by our body. And the body adjusts the cholesterol it produces based on how much cholesterol we consume from our diets. Basically, the presence of cholesterol in our body is a must. Why? simply because it's a precursor or raw material for all the steroid hormones in our body like testosterone cortisol estrogen progesterone aldosterone and not just that it's also needed for the formation of vitamin d a side note vitamin d is actually more of a hormone than being a vitamin it's also needed to manufacture bile i mean to say cholesterol It's also needed to manufacture bile without which we would not be able to digest fats let alone 
absorbing vitamin A, E and K2. In fact, referring to the second article, as per the study published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology, Volume 40, Number 24, concludes that half heart disease patients have normal cholesterol levels, yet they have an underlying risk of plaque buildup in the arteries. I've also referenced two more clinical studies, number three and four, which conclude that low cholesterol is associated with mortality from cardiovascular diseases. One is a study that was published in the Journal of Korean Medical Science and the other in PubMed which again clearly concludes that low cholesterol was related to high mortality even after excluding deaths due to liver disease from the analysis. High cholesterol was not a risk factor for mortality. Now getting back to lipoproteins. Without getting into too much depth, since I had prepared a webinar, link in the show notes. LDL, that is low-density lipoproteins, contains fat-soluble nutrients, phospholipids, cholesterol, and triglycerides. And in short and simple words, one of its role is to deliver its contents to the cells needing them and returning back to the liver where it's reabsorbed. Whereas on the other hand, the role of HDL is to collect unused cholesterol from the blood and deliver it back to the liver for recycling. Another thing just struck me. LDL has been a part of the biology of our bodies. It's always existed and played its role as determined by nature. Then how stupid is the fact that today it's mislabeled as the villain, especially when you'll hear about the role of LDL with regards to immunity. It'll leave you astonished as to why it was ever misrepresented in the first place. Lipoproteins, including LDL, binds to the highly inflammatory endotoxins released by gram-negative bacteria that seek to invade our body. And not just that, it also binds to alpha toxins produced by gram-positive organism Stap aureus, which has antibiotic-resistant strains. As per article published in the Journal of Immunology and the Cell Journal, referenced as Fine 6, Apart from this, there have been many studies conclusive of the role of elevated levels of cholesterol and LDL, especially LDL with regards to immune function serving a protective role as VH. And for this, I have given you references to four studies which you can refer to from number 7 to 10. There's an interesting point to note that in the mainstream theory, they state that LDL in the bloodstream can get stuck in the intima, which is located below the endothelium, that's the wall of the arteries and veins. And after getting stuck, it may become oxidized, eventually leading to an immune response in which macrophages ingest the LDL and become foam cells. And that's how they say the formation of plaque begins. And so, when a physician looks at higher number of LDL in circulation, they hit the panic button and jump onto prescribing statins and other cholesterol-lowering medications. However, I'd like to emphasize here, the interesting part is that there's zero, 
there's absolutely no research that proves that can correlate and link the amount of those LDL particles that get stuck with the amount of LDL particles in circulation. So how can they start lowering LDL? In fact, a study published in the, the Annals of Clinical and Laboratory Sciences found a 15 times higher risk of developing cancer in those individuals with LDL cholesterol below 70. This study I've referenced as number 11. So what is actually going wrong? There's a good amount of evidence that the LDL particle and intima become sticky in the presence of insulin resistance and inflammation. I believe glycation is playing a role here. You can refer to the studies 12 and 13, which have been published in the Journal of American Diabetes Association and American Heart Association, respectively. And yet, another interesting thing to note is that if LDL was a culprit causing atherosclerosis, why is it that the plaque formation is observed only in the arteries and not veins? After all, the amount of LDL circulating in the bloodstream throughout the body is the same. That's because atherosclerotic plaques occur in locations where the endothelium has become damaged as a result of either turbulent blood flow or as a result of inflammation, insulin resistance or other causes. For these, you can refer to article number 14, which is a study published in the Journal of Physiology in the American Physiological Society. I've also referenced another article from the same journal, number 15. So pulling it all together, because of all the damage and inflammation to the arteries, LDL is attracted to the site as a defensive and healing response operating in a similar fashion just as our immune system would if we would have a cut on our finger. It's like the firemen arriving at the site which is up in flames to pull off the fire and we blaming it on them. Lastly, the size of the LDL particle is also what matters. Since small dense LDL particles can stick to the intima more easily, basically the wall of the arteries, you can refer to article 16 for this. The reason for this being its content when it's oxidized linoleic acid. And even if linoleic acid is not oxidized, the chances of for it to oxidize is much higher. In case you're wondering what linoleic acid is, it's a polyunsaturated omega-6 fatty acid. And in this case, I'm referring specifically to vegetable oils. And as I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to have a better understanding of fats, you can refer to the webinar on fats, cholesterol, and heart disease. Anyways, moving on. The more omega-6 in the lipoproteins, the more likely it is for them to be oxidized with an LDL, causing the LDL to no longer be recognized by the LDL receptor in the liver. Instead, it's taken up by the macrophages, leading to foam cell formation and atherosclerosis. A side note, linoleic acid-rich VLDL and HDL 
can also oxidize, increasing the risk of cardiovascular disease. Moral of the story is, what you eat matters, the fats you choose matter a whole lot. The oils you cook in every single day can either make or break your health. So choose wisely. All this while we have been told that saturated fat is the crook. Whereas the fact is, cholesterol that is bound to saturated fat will not get oxidized. At least not that easily. Because of it being tightly packed, it's not only heat stable, it's also resistant to oxidation. There's no space for the molecules to get in. And studies have found that higher intake of saturated fats are related with an increase in the large LDL particles and a decrease in small LDL particles, which is what is ideal. To sum it up, replacing sugars and refined carbs with saturated fats and reducing the consumption of polyunsaturated omega-6 fatty acids, specifically eliminating vegetable oils and limiting your polyunsaturated fatty acid intakes to nuts, seeds and wholesome foods including olive oil for salads or even light sautéing is, is all a good place to start for heart disease risk management. All what I just said specifically in relation to LDL particle size and saturated fats is backed by scientific studies and evidence which you can refer to. I've referenced them from article 17 to 24. Alright, with that we have come to an end of today's episode. Thank you for sticking with me. I know it's been somewhat technical and I greatly appreciate you for putting in the efforts to understand it. In the next part 3 of the Fat Frenzy, I'll be discussing ways to prevent and reduce oxidation of lipids in order to lower your risk of cardiovascular diseases. And we'll be talking a bit more about cholesterol and triglycerides. So until next time, I wish you all a great week. Stay safe. If you'd like to keep in touch, subscribe to the newsletter. For more personalized support, you can start by scheduling a free call with me. If you find what I do helpful, you can support the show by becoming a patron. All links can be found below in the show notes. Until next time. Stay healthy, stay happy.